Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ, so let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. On tonight's podcast, we're going to be starting the study in the book of 1 John. And we'll be talking specifically about how John talks about that your joy may be full. So we'll be speaking about joy. A lot of people try to steal your joy by telling you some things that are incorrect doctrinally. And we're going to clear that up with the Word of God tonight. So join me again for this uh, podcast that's already been recorded. Thank you again for listening. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here on another Thursday. Uh, so it's early. Well, I guess it's a lot earlier for you guys than it is for me if you're back in the States. Uh, right now it's currently just a little bit after 6 o'clock in the afternoon for me. But um, uh, So I'm here again on another Thursday putting out another video. We're starting up the, the book of First John uh, tonight. And so that's going to be a, a excellent study to go through as we study through the book of first John, uh, potentially doing second John and then third John, um, uh, later on, obviously, but tonight we're just going to go through the, uh, short first chapter of, uh, first John. And I want to thank brother Jonas who, um, had a question about that. And it just got my mind thinking that I haven't gone through, um, anything uh, from John yet. And, um, you know, as far as going through reading through a book, we've gone through um, some epistles from Paul. And what I believe is, you know, the book of Hebrews was penned by somebody else. Uh, but that's another subject for a different day. But um, uh, this is First um, John, as we're going to, as I mentioned, and specifically, he mentioned that there was a um, he has some difficulties as far as, and I think a lot of us do, uh, with understanding the language of, of, of John here when he's talking about this thing. But, you know, Scripture was Scripture. Uh, a lot of times people get confused thinking that it's speaking of sinless perfection or something like that. And if we have sin in us, all of a sudden we're not saved anymore um, and so forth and so on. So we're going to go through this very carefully, the first couple of verses. And uh, there's only 10 verses in, in chapter one. So we'll go through that. As always, uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff on whatever platform you're listening on or watching. If you're uh, watching on Facebook or uh, here on YouTube, uh, which is my, I guess you would call it my main channel. Um, but, um, also I have podcast platforms. You can check those out. Those are audio only, and that's going to be a podcast P O D C A S T S.com. Um, also you can find me on Podbean B E A N. Um, I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on, uh, well, I'm on all sorts of ones, any, any of the major platforms. Um, uh, if you find one that you like, a certain podcasting platform that you like, and I'm not on there. You just let me know in the comments below. Okay. But uh, look for, let this mind be in you ministries podcast, let this mind be in you ministries podcast. And you can find it there. Um, obviously if you're watching this on, on YouTube or Facebook, it's under let this mind be in you on YouTube. 
and let this mind be in you ministries on Facebook. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I need to, I haven't given out my email address, but I, I freely give that out for you to ask questions if you'd like, or if you'd like to respond and correspond with me. And that's at ltmbiy at yahoo.com, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Things are going well here in Rhoda. Um, as I mentioned in the last video I did, uh, that were posted here on, um, any of the platforms you may be listening or watching on, um, you know, we got extended for a couple months and that's never fun, but, uh, God's in control and there's a, and there's a reason behind that. I, I truly believe that, uh, God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't, um, he doesn't have uh, some sort of like things that's, that creep up on him. He understands all and knows all. And, uh, so I'm taking it as it's for my better. And, um, He's, he's got my good in, in mind and, um, uh, it makes it a little rough in the flesh, you know, cause I obviously miss my, my, my beautiful wife and my babies. Um, and it's just going to be a few more months until I get to see them again, face to face as far as in the flesh. Um, but I get to see them every single day, uh, through the wonders and thank God I really do. I mean, technology can be bad, but it also provides a little bit more than what I'm used to even 20 years ago where I was writing letters to my wife. Um, so it's, uh, things have changed definitely for sure. And, uh, so I thank God for that. But as I mentioned, uh, last time in that video, and by the way, on that video, uh, it's speaking about the three keys given to Peter, uh, I did with my dad. Uh, so been positive responses, a lot of good responses so far. A lot of people saying, wow, you know, that's, you know, very good. I did have, um, I did have a brother say something about uh, maybe doing a short little video that kind of encapsulates or just uh, uh, what's the word I'm even looking for here? Uh, Just wraps it up. I mean, just kind of nice and concise. My my brain is skipping out on me. I can't think of the word. It'll come to me later on and I'll be um, I, when I record these, uh, I don't stop them and then go back and try to edit things out. Um, unless, you know, something crashes in here or something like that. Obviously I will, but I try to do it just like I'm doing it live. Um, it, it it's something I'm, I'm used to doing. Obviously every Thursday night is going live. So, um, it's just something I'm continuing to do. So I do this all in one take. Let's put it that way. All mistakes and all, because we are, uh, you know, still in the flesh and we still make mistakes and that's going to go right into, what we talk about tonight as well in first John. But anyways, what was I saying? Oh, I'm just going to make a, uh, another video potentially here pretty soon. Excuse me. That's going to, um, kind of really just kind of take the points that were being made and just make sure I hit those very quickly. And, um, that was a suggestion made by another one of you, the listeners and viewers and brothers and sisters in Christ out there. So, I'm always looking forward to that. Okay, so that's enough on the way of introduction and uh, making announcements and saying different things. So let's get into the Word of God, shall we? All right, First John, First John chapter 1 in your King James Bible. If you'd open it up, please, and let's look how this starts out because it starts out exactly, you know, not verb, verbatim, word for word, as John 1 starts out, but the same writer, the Apostle John, the one that was known as the beloved, um, and the one that also got to see before he died, he got to see the things that Jesus talked about. 
Um, there's a there's an interesting Bible verse that just kind of popped in my head where the Bible talks about Jesus says, um, you know, this generation won't pass until they see these things come to pass. And I'm paraphrasing that, excuse me. Um, but the the point is, is that he, he said that and everybody's like, well, all the apostles died. They didn't see the second coming of Jesus Christ where he comes back to this earth and sets up his millennial reign and this, that, and the other thing. But actually one does. It says in uh, Revelation, I, John, saw, and uh, he gets to see with his own two eyes. So the Bible's not doesn't have contradictions in it. So here it is. But anyways, known as the Beloved, and um, the Beloved Apostle, and a bunch of different names for him. But uh, this is the Apostle John, one of the original disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, and that, um, I, you know, I believe the Bible even, speci- yes, it does, specifically calls out, or may not, but it's inferred, that it was at the foot of the cross with uh, Jesus' uh, earthly mother, Mary, and, um, and at the foot of the cross. And it was the one that Jesus turned to and and said, uh, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your, your mother. And again, I'm paraphrasing. I wasn't even prepared. This is off the cuff uh, for this part, but... Um, and it's believed that, you know, John brought Mary into his house and, you know, she lived with him until whenever it is that she died. I don't know how like doctrinal that needs to be. And if somebody wants to leave a comment saying they disagree, that's fine. I, I, but that's just some general background behind the, um, the man known as John. This isn't John the Baptist. Um, that's also sometimes somebody's new to Christ. Uh, they're newly saved, and they're they're just now studying through the Word of God, and they see this John here, and they think it's John the Baptist. But, of course, John the Baptist had his head removed by Herod the king um, at the behest of his stepdaughter uh, when she danced provocatively in front of him. Um, that was John the Baptist, the one that says, Art thou the Messiah, or do we seek another? That was John the Baptist. This is John the Apostle. Okay, so... I mean, a lot of people that are maybe watch this have said, well, we knew that already, but some people just really are young in the Lord. And uh, so it's always good to really just kind of really give the basics and um, go through that. So this is John, and he starts out here, that which was from the beginning. Okay, so right away we're like, okay, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Okay, let's see. All right, so we've heard him. So the same that was from the beginning, the you know eternity past, the creator of the universe, everything that we know, the creator of matter, time, space, the whole nine yards, everything, spoke the worlds into existence, that which was from the beginning. All right, so which we have heard. Okay, now that makes sense. You know, God spoke to the uh, the uh, the prophets. Um, he spoke to Moses. Okay, okay, I got that from the burning bush. God the Father spoke to them in the times past. We heard them. Okay, we've heard it, but it keeps going. And it says, which we have seen with our eyes. Now, it didn't say remember. It doesn't say John saying here. Remember, he wrote this before uh, he was uh, imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos. Um, He wrote this before that. But he doesn't say which I have seen. He says, which we have seen with our eyes. Now, that's interesting because the Bible says, no man at any time has seen the Father. So who is he talking about here? 
He's talking about Jesus Christ. What do you mean Jesus Christ was from the beginning? Yes. Jesus Christ said, I am he. Speaking of God the Father, he spoke of those different things. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, sometimes that said, they, you know, a lot of people will like say, well, whoa, whoa, wait. You know, are you trying to say there's no distinction? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. There is distinction between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it gets to that in 1 John 5, 7. But he's the same being, God. He is God. These three are one. And Jesus said, in, or in Colossians, it talks about, okay, what am I placing in my own mind? What am I bringing myself back under the bondage of? Why is my joy not full? See? And then you won't get wrapped up and, and confused by somebody that says, well, you're not saved then because, bless God, you got to live a sinless, perfect life. And Okay. That's why we're taking the time here. But notice here in verse number five, it says, then this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you. See, heard it straight from Jesus. Now we're declaring it unto you. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now understand what all means. No darkness at all. So if Christ is in you, that just, again, we'll read it in context of what this is about to talk about. Now it says in verse number six, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now, again, it doesn't stop there because it keeps going. Let's finish up the rest of the thought. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. When you get saved, you are cleansed from all sin. Oh, Brother Mike, you just said we're not sinlessly perfect. You're right. Our body is not. But your soul and spirit are. Now you're like, well, I don't know what I really believe about that now. Come on now. In your flesh, Paul says, that which is in me worketh no good thing. This flesh. Your physical mind. Okay? Your spirit and your soul your spirit's sealed, you're secured, your soul is, I believe, and seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. You are sinlessly perfect to that degree because of him. It's his sinless perfection. It's hard if you just take this verse out of context and you just pull it out of there and say, see, if we say we, that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. See right there? Uh, yeah, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, see, he's the light. Christ is the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from some sin. <laughs> Does it say some sin? Does it say, like, some sin that you'll maybe commit several different times over the next five years, and then that's it. Well, that's that's the cutoff right there. That's the limit. Is his blood sufficient? Does it cleanse you from all sin? Yes or no? If you're saved, you've been cleansed from all sin. Now, that's not to say that we don't sin in our flesh, but the flesh can sin. Absolutely. Don't let anybody try to tell you that they don't sin. Okay, the truth is not in them at all. He's a liar. 
she's a liar, whoever's saying this. He is without sin, therefore we are in the light, because he is in the light, as he just got done saying. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us, as we're about to read one of the um, more famous verses, I guess you would say, well-known. In fact, let's just go ahead and start. Verse number eight, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth, who's the truth, Jesus Christ, is not in us. Does it not say that? It says it, and the truth is not in us. If you sit there and say, I can get to heaven on my own, I'm good enough, uh, therefore I'm living this such a perfect Christian life, and I'm so sanctified and justified by my works of righteousness, boy, no. It says here, you deceive yourself. We deceive ourselves if we say that about us. And I'm afraid, and it really is true, that there's a lot of people that are deceiving themselves. And it's sad. They think if they live a good enough life, if they just, you know, the good works just outweigh the bad ones, I'm in. If you've broken the law in one thing, you've broken it all. The, the law, the, 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 the word of God is, doesn't have some sort of legal loophole you can kind of wiggle your way through. It's final. And that law, this word of God, is the schoolmaster that tells you that you are not good enough. You cannot keep it. And it's supposed to drive you to the decision to say, wow, I'm not good enough. What am I going to do? Woe is me. I am undone. Lord, I understand who you are. God, perfect. You made a sacrifice for me. You died on a cross. You shed your blood. Because the Bible says there's no remission of sins without the shed blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And Lord, you did that for me. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm undone. You are who I am trusting in. I'm without you. I, I'm 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 under the wrath. I'm doomed. But if you keep lying to yourself, the truth's not in you. If you say you have no sin, recognize who you are. Are you going to be able to sit there and you know? A lot of people talk about. Well, you have to be sinlessly perfect, or you have to confess all your sins, all of them, before you can come to Jesus Christ. You got to clean them all up. You know, get it, get your life completely right. Then you can come to Jesus that way. You never will get there. If you try to clean up all your sins, confess them all, you won't ever remember every single thing you've ever done or thought or even. I can't remember really what I ate for breakfast yesterday. And that's the honest truth. You think I'm going to remember every unclean thought that touched in my head or I dwelled on something or I. I got upset unnecessarily or I did this or I just thought in this in my mind or I said the wrong thing or I got angry over here. When, Of course not. When it says all your sins is because you just say I'm a sinner. Completely a sinner. 100%, no doubt about it, I'm a sinner. Period. There's no good in me. That's coming to the end of yourself because the pride of people tells them that like, oh no, I am good enough. The world tries to tell you, you're good enough. The Bible says, the schoolmaster says, you're not. You're undone. 
There's only one reconciliation. There's only one person that can reconcile you, and he's reconciling you to himself by what he did for you on the cross of Calvary. Look at verse number nine. How do I know that John's not talking about you know Christians, born-again believers? He's just reminding them if we confess our sins. Speaking like in a past tense, he, he's speaking to brethren right now. Again, he's writing to a church. But as they go out to declare people unto people, him, Jesus Christ, as they go out to declare, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, plural, and to cleanse us from all, all means all, unrighteousness. Your fellowship with the Lord can be broken because as you're you're thinking in your mind, you're brought under the bondage of your own mind. You're like, oh, I just failed again. And you need to reconcile to that, but he never leaves you or forsakes you. He's there. He's not going anywhere. You didn't do anything to save yourself, and you certainly can't do anything to unsave yourself because it's not a works of righteousness which you have done, but what he has done for you. And who you are because of him. It's not about you. I hope that's making a lot of sense to you. I hope that now as you, you come across people, um, you know, my dear brother who asked the question or you go through, there's going to be confusing times in your life. And that's okay. There's going to be confusing times where you sort of kind of doubt and you're like, hmm, is doubting make you some sort of like maybe you're not saved? I don't know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Did you ever come to that moment in your life? If you did, you are saved, period. Now, you need to figure out if you're being an ambassador or not. That's the fear and trembling now. This isn't like modern-day ambassadors that you just get kind of recalled and you get a good-paying gig at some lobbyist firm or something like that. We're talking about the king of kings that you are an ambassador for. That should make you very aware of how you walk. That's why the Bible says walk circumspectly. That's very cautiously because your ambassadorship is at risk. It's meaning, are you going to be taken out of this world? I hope that makes sense to you. Let's read the last verse and we'll wrap it up. It says here, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word little word, is not in us. You don't have the truth in you if you sit there and say, we have not sinned. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Anybody that's coming up to you and saying, oh, I don't know, I don't have any sin in me anymore. Okay. Well, you're making him a liar. That's 1 John 1.10. If he's in you, though, he that knew no sin took it upon himself for you. He took care of that sin. He cleansed you when he saved you from all unrighteousness. That's not all from that point to this point, and maybe it stops and then, you know, you got to start over again. No, all means all. Everything you ever did, are doing, or will ever do in this flesh has been paid in full. Paid in full. In fact, the Bible even speaks about how it's more than sufficient. 
above anything that you can even ask or think. Beyond your wildest imagination, he's taking care of it. When he said it is finished, he meant it. And so as you have doubts, that's okay. You can have doubts. Really work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Make sure you, okay, what did I put my trust in? Did I put my trust in something that I was doing or in him? No, I did. I put it in him. I came to the end of myself. When it says repentant or repent of your sins, you didn't repent of every individual sin. You had you called them and listed them all out. And you confessed every single one of them. That's not what it's talking about. It's repenting and confessing the fact that you are a sinner and you want to turn from that. I don't want to live this life anymore. I'm in, I'm heading straight for hell. There's only one thing. There's only one person. There's only one name above all names that can justify me, that can draw me out of this hell that I'm heading towards. And that's Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. When he said, it is finished, it's accomplished. That veil was torn. You now have access through him, not through your own self. Many in that day will say, Lord, Lord. But that's a sobering thought. I'm not here to make you doubt your salvation. But what I am here to tell you is that if you have the light in you, there's no darkness. You don't have to worry about that. Your joy should be full. Do we get down in the flesh all the time? Sure. Do you get depressed? Sure. I'm not trying to say you're going to live some sort of happy-go-lucky roses all the time and rainbows and everything, that kind of life, folks. I don't have rose-colored glasses on, but what I do have is the perspective of the fact that who he is and what he did for me when he died for me at Calvary. I love you in the Lord. I hope that was a little bit of a help to you. We'll go into 1 John uh, chapter 2 next week, um, but I really wanted that to be a help. I pray that it was um, as we just went through the first chapter of what he said, what he did for us, not what we did for ourselves. I hope that really helped you. I pray it did. I love you in the Lord. Uh, again, join me next time or whatever videos. Like, share, subscribe. Make comments on videos. Ask questions or even if you just leave an encouraging word, it's really helpful for me. It really does. It encourages my soul. When somebody says, hey, all glory to the Lord. Um, thank you, Brother Mike, or something like that. I'm going to give all praise and honor and glory to him. Trust me, I'm not doing this for my own glory. But what it, it is a very big of encouragement when I know somebody has watched and they just take the time to say, hey, you know what you said over here, this this really helped me or whatever. I'm just going to give all the praise and honor and glory to God. But it encourages me. It really does. And I appreciate it. So if you made it this far, love you in the Lord. Please like, share, subscribe, share, share as much as you can, because I just want to point people to Jesus Christ so that once they are saved, they can remember who they are and remember whose mind that they have in them. That way they can say, let this mind be in you. I'm, I'm just going to allow this mind to be in me. Remember who I am because of who he is. Love you and Lord. God bless you. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.